0: Yo, 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 check this out, this is Fresh right? the China, man, with the two-eyed group. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all, it's me, DMC. What's up, y'all, this is the boy, Master B. Yo, check this out, Chuck the Public Enemy. Yo, what's up, this is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up, this is D.L.C. This is your boy, C-Murder. This, this is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This is your boy, DJ Paul, hey,
1: well, 365 Young, Dizzy tall. No. Spice warm. Yo, this is DJ Red Red. What up, what up, what up, this is the real
0: Rick Ross. You listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. What's up? This is the show that shows no limits. Broadcast up and for the real. Interviews with legendary artists. Still got love for the underground still. Rappers with rappers, we're building it. Shit and rappers, the common skin and put on. We need a new platform to fight the mainstream. This is the show that you need to be
2: on. Hit us at UGS for life on screen and follow us at Twitter.com for all of your needs. Production and mixing the master and Greg and Chanel. Check out the archives and tons of the shows. but of content, you get it, dude. Everything free. to devil oh, yeah, is evil. Really yeah, oh, we serve the real. Without a doubt, we be we fight our We represent all them chillas on the mic. And we show love to all you fans. Mono- We keep the focus bringing nothing but the rhythm Come and tune to the dopest I'm a
0: madman We got a guest who's no stranger to the platform. He's been on a few times, so we're always excited to have him back. He's got a brand new album um, called Lessons, featuring the likes of Be Real, Cocaine, you know, DJ Premier, of course, um, the Outlaws, Yuckmouth, Mitchy Slick, The Chill. Man, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one and only MC8. MC8, man, how are you doing, brother?
1: Yeah, what's cracking, fam? What's good, Scott?
0: Man, it's a honor to have you back on the show, and uh, I'm real amped up that you got this project out. I got to listen to it. I can't wait to hear what the fans have to say about it. Um, I think it's one of your uh, your better records, and you made many classics over the years. Uh, what, what has been the feedback you've been getting so far? <laughs>
1: I've been getting positive feedback so far, you know, uh, the reviews have been good. Uh, you know, we blasted off with the honcho single with Conway DJ premier, you know, uh, we've been getting a lot of love on the single, you know, a lot of people have been saying it's given in that old school feel of, you know, uh, what eight is used to CMW. Is so, uh, so to speak. So, um, uh, it's been appreciative, man. You know, seeing this game of hip hop and the way it goes and the transitions and you know how it is nowadays with the music and whatever. And it's wide open. The field is wide open. So, just to be able to maintain among the masses and the other artists of the day, and just to be appreciated with what I'm trying to put out, you know, lessons is getting real good uh, reviews. So I'm 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 happy about that.
0: Yeah, man, especially, too, to to put out such a dope project in a year like 2020 during this pandemic. Crazy fucking times, man. Um, What has it been like for for you and yours? Are you guys safe? Uh, Everything been okay?
1: I mean, everything's been okay. You know, unfortunately, um, you know, we've been... uh, dealt with this pandemic, whatever. So, but if you come from, you know, if you're strong minded, you know, strong will backbone, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you can uh, overcome the adversity and uh, it's just been a little hard for the kids, whatever, but they maintain and they've been doing, you know, I got a 16 year old son. So with uh, with not uh, sports going on right now. You know, he's a football, he's a quarterback, uh, Norco high school. So, it's a little different, but he's still getting the train. They're about to start back up training with the schools, you know. Moms has been safe, my sister, all the family, the kids. So it's been a blessing, man. It's just giving us time to focus on each other, sit at home and giving me a little more time to concentrate and focus on uh you know, trying to make some good music and put it out. So that's what I basically been doing in this uh trying time right now. Just trying to sit down and refocus and trying to come up with some stuff that's uh, appreciative out there. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know, uh, you know what I'm saying? The, the real fans appreciate it as well. Um, and, and there's a lot of guys coming out right now. I mean, uh, we just had Mac 10 on this show who, who, you know, you part of who banging, um, he, uh, he's got a new album coming out. Um, you know what I'm saying? Cocaine of course has got projects. I know the chills got stuff coming out. Um, You know what I'm saying? It's it's actually a good time for hip-hop to see all this right now, man.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like I said, it's a time, you know, it's no no touring, no shows and stuff like that, but it gives us time to focus on just trying to make some quality good music is what I say, you know, um, being able to concentrate and and interact with the fans a little bit more in depth, Uh, you know, a lot of stuff has been online and Zoom calls and meetings and all that, but it just gives us time to really focus on trying to put out quality music now that we have the opportunity to sit down and refocus so a lot, you'll see probably a lot of cats trying to drop music in this time because It's what you can do as far as an artist is concerned. And especially if you're an independent artist like myself, you know, to try to compete with the masses of the major labels and the major artists out there. uh, It's a good time to sit down and try to put out some quality music. So you you probably catch that. A lot of dudes on our end, you know. Like you said, chills working on stuff. Cocaine is on my project. So, you know, he's constantly working. It's just good to see cats from my era still willing to get out there and make music. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm waiting for, uh, you know, Ice T to drop the full album. I know public enemy just dropped the full album. Um, and, and and that's good man because there should be no age limit in hip hop. You know, every other genre of music there is none. Willie Nelson's 80 years old still making albums. You know, um and it should be like that, you know what I'm saying with the with the pioneers, you know what I'm saying? Cats like Ice t you know, in the 60s, should be no problem when he makes an album. People should love it and consider it hip hop.
1: I think that I think that's the that's that's you just hit the nail on the head, you know what I'm saying? It should be no age limit. I know a lot of cats think that, you know, within hip hop, there should be some kind of age limit, especially when you got new artists who are coming up, who are trying to get exposed and who are trying to get their feet, you know, their foothold in the game. <clears throat> some might feel that maybe, uh, you know, a constant veteran or whatever who's still releasing projects may interfere with their prog- progress. But like you said, in no other genre does age discriminate as far as making music, you know, R&B, country, whatever it is, pop, whatever. It seems like it's only in hip hop. And I just think that's because, you know, it's more competition and, you know, a a lot of dudes don't like competition, you know, like a lot of dudes like the easy walk, but You know, I'm one of those cats who feel like if you can put out music and you still can put out quality music and your fans still accept it and they still appreciate it and they want to hear it, then I feel that's where you should go with it.
0: Yeah, 100%. You know, know, cats like Spice One, I mean, talent's not going to go nowhere. You know, it's just going to get better. Uh, over time and it's and plus the consistency. I mean you guys you guys have never stopped putting out records I think you, you your first project dropped in what 89 uh, The Compton compilation you're on and uh, you've been doing it ever since the incredible longevity
1: It's just about making good music and if you can keep putting out that quality music that the fans that you gain from the beginning can still appreciate as long as you can stay on that pattern and not stray away from that and get sidetracked by, you know, the gimmicks or what's popular at the time. If you can withstand the test of time, so to speak. It's always gonna be adversity, you're gonna to have to fall for, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna to have to be able to pick yourself up sometimes. You might be on top, sometimes there's this is fall down. You gotta be able to pick yourself up. And Back up the ladder, and a lot of us veteran artists, you know, we still around. We still have the ability to make music, so that's what we doing. In respect to all the veterans, like you said, Public Enemy. You know, I'm still messing with Primo, Cats Like Spice, and myself, and Buster Rhymes are still putting out projects. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you, you we need that. I mean, because that sustains our foundation of hip hop.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And your album, uh, Lessons, is like a who's who of that foundation. I mean, you got so many legends on here. You know what I'm saying? Outlaws, Yuck Mouth, you know what I'm saying? San Diego legend, Mitchie Slick. Um, you know what I'm saying? How long did it take you to put this project together? Did you start working on it like in 2019 or is this all 2020?
1: I started working on it uh, maybe the end of 2019, uh, just gathering music. That's what I do first try to gather all the beats first to figure out how many songs is going to go on the project. And then once I get enough beats on the table, you know, I might go for maybe 20, 30, 40 beats. Once I gather all the music, then I'll just, you know, it's all about the respect and it's all about the relationships that you formed with cats over the years in this business. And, I've been able to sustain those relationships and just mutually be fans of certain cats. Um, So I'll just reach out to dudes that I'm fans of, or I have, you know, homies with, you know, on that aspect of outside of uh, Hip-Hop or music that I just generally chat with and kick it with so I called up cats like primo uh, You know corrupt was in the studio when I did the my deep song I called up cats like Havoc and you know uh, I bumped into Dave East in the studio out here and we exchanged numbers and that's how that happened uh, Premier, I've been dealing with him for so long and he he dealt with the Griselda Cats which I was listening to. I've been listening to them for about maybe three years now. West Side Gun, I've been following him for a while. Uh Benny the Butcher, Conway. So it's just like, you know, uh, reaching out to your homies and, hey, man, I'm putting together a project, you know, uh, what you get down. And dudes be like, man, definitely. So, and it doesn't take long because cats, I send them the song. They send it back to me in two, three days. Never have waited any longer than that. And you put the project together as you go along. So it probably took me about four or five months to get everything together, get everybody's vocals together, get the project mixed and mastered. Uh, I like to work quick. Not that, you know, being fast is is less quality, but I I try to put all my all into projects, and I don't like to stick around on them because I'm a fast worker. Not one of them cats who takes two, three, four days to write a verse or whatever, uh I figure the more I can get done, the more I can move on to the next. So it took me about four to five months to finish lessons.
0: Yeah, hell hell of a modern day classic, man. I can't wait uh for the people to hear it. We're gonna give him uh we're gonna give him the Conway one, uh, Hancho. Um, you know, this song's real deep. I know in this song he talks about when he got shot in the face and um you know, say so what was it like working with him?
1: Uh Conway's cool. I mean, we shot the video together. I mean, um, working with him was, I mean, it was just like working with somebody I've been working with for years. Um, there are certain cats who are skilled when it comes to writing lyrics or telling stories about their upbringing or the situations that they've been in or homies or whatever. And I always felt that Conway was one of those dudes who, like myself, uh could paint pictures of graphic situations uh being in being in those areas like buffalo or compton or wherever um so working with him was a blessing because um he's a cat that i you know patterns himself off of my type of music, he's listened to my music, I respected his music so Uh, And then when we hooked up to do the video, it was just like, like I said, we kicked it, we chilled, smoked, talked, I mean, you know, uh, shot the breeze about our projects that was coming out, and it was just a blessing because a lot of dudes don't do that, and he was willing to pull up. Uh, He was in L.A. doing some promo for his record, and it wasn't even planned. You know what I'm saying? He hit me and said, I'm going to be in town for a couple of days. So I threw the video together in like two days. And he showed up, didn't complain about it. I told him I needed him for about two, three hours he was like, you know, that's all you sure. And I mean, it was all love. So like I said, you get that from certain cats that respect what you have done and contributed to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Sort of paved the way for certain cats who are on that level.
0: Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing, man. I always respect the, uh, the younger guys who do that, who do their homework and their research. Plus this dude's all about hip hop. He's got serious bars too. They're going to hear that here in a second. Um, so it's not like he's not spitting or he's not talking about nothing. He's got some shit to say. And uh I'm glad you uh you and him collaborated. This is Hancho off the album Lessons. Uh who did the production on this one? Did Premier do it or Chill? It,
1: no, this is produced by a cat named Furhan a uh, young cat that i started working with he's hungry uh he's listened to my style for a while so it's one of these cats that i one of these new and up-and-coming beat makers who i like to mess with because they be hungry and they usually try to pattern their style and get to know the artist before they send them tracks or work with them so he's an up-and-coming producer uh furhan c working for blue stamp music and uh, he came up with Hancho, and then DJ Premier mixed it and put them killer scratches on it.
0: Ah, oh, that's what's up, man. We're gonna we're gonna go into this one right now. MCA, Conway. This is Hancho off the album Lessons. Don't go nowhere. Hold up, back up. Yeah, nigga, the back up. Got to get the dough No, 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 no time to no hide Not a fucking vibe, nigga Back up, gangsta Got shit, fuck nigga. nigga No, 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 no,
1: no, no, mm-hmm. no time to hide
0: nah. Drive-by the <laughs> broad daylight, like, nigga Got to get the
1: dough <laughs> Fuck outside, no, boy No, no, no time to hide Look, love, love, love. We got guns like the military Killing very all the ops Until I fill a cemetery You know the
0: motto I smoke the gelato lemon cherry 50 clip in every stick I carry I'm a visionary i seen this shit before it came to fruition When I used to be reciting my shit While I was bagging, came in the kitchen
1: Weighing and whipping I got shot in my head, I almost died Bro, I came within inches Why I've been staying relentless yeah. At 15, caught a body. Turned around and looked for witnesses, but never saw nobody. I'm breaking breaks up with my hands. I wasn't taught
0: karate. I just flipped
1: that shit and took the bands and went and bought a mozzi. Ryan with the 40 body. 2021 for him. My brother on parole. He's still
0: riding with his gun on his him. Blicky, we can fish up all night to live,
1: but come on. Stay uh-huh. in your lane. This show one warning machine. Got to get the dough. No 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 no, time, nah. no, 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 yeah, no, no, nah. no, the no, got to get the <laughs> no, 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 time no, 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 had a dream by any means, teen pins. Yeah. Think or swim, I'm jumping off in the deep end. Gang signs in a strap of young adolescents. Dope fiends and hood rats, you get the message. Gang rhymes <laughs> in a strap and a few crack bags. Drive-bys and bodies, a couple toe tags. <laughs> young nigga tied-eyes in the black Suzuki. Blue rag, deuce, deuce, and the fat dookie. Snaps on the petrol, the dope whip. Get your block twice, nigga, turn around, trip. 40 by the way, shit, extra clip. Trying cut it one more, shit, yeah, extra flip. Marathon like nip, win the race. Whip a pill with the work. Baby face, yeah my nigga with the peace, no Jesus Four Five nigga, you busters and never squeeze.
0: Hold yeah. up, got to get the dough. No, 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 yeah. no, no. No,
1: time to hide show. Hold the back up, got to get the dough. No shit. No, no, nigga. No time to hide show. Hold up. Get the dough! No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no No time to hide show! <laughs> Hold up, back up! got the I got, got this the And and it! I got it! I nigga. nigga, nigga. do, back, we the best, right here, shit
0: nigga, Yeah, we're back right here, Murder Master Music Show, episode 735 MC8, that was Hancho featuring Conway, DJ premiering The Scratches off the album Lessons which uh by the time you guys hear this it'll be out cuz it came out on the 18th of uh September. Um man, hell of a project. What, what does this make uh, in the discography of uh MC8? Man, how many how many albums is this now? Ooh. It's
1: a lot. <laughs> I, I I lost count myself. It's been a lot. I mean, if you count Compton's most wanted projects, it's probably over it's probably about 30 albums.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's virtually about an album a year. Yeah, that's, that's, I've
1: probably been doing, yeah, probably about that. Probably about an album a year since 89, 90. I think It's a Counting Thing came out in 90, 91. And yeah, we've been doing projects every year, every other year since so. She's been trying to put in work, you know, stay significant. I mean, that's how you stay authentic and you uh, solidify your legacy, so to speak. Uh, It's not a a popularity contest for me. It's not a, a... You know, it's not a a fashion statement type of... I do music because I loved it from the gate, you know. I started loving music from the time I heard, you know, Run DMC and Treacherous 3, uh, UTFO. Uh, From the time I heard Toddy T and Mix Master Spade, uh, I love music. So all, all genres of music, I love whether it was... You know, West Coast, whether it was East Coast, uh, from from Ice Cube to Tribe Call Quest, from, from Easy e to Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth, you know, I listened to it all. From the Ghetto Boys to Souls of Mischief, you know, I listened to all types of music. So that just, I guess, gives me the, you know, just gives me the lane to create. And keep trying to do music and support my era of music. Not to discredit, like I said, a lot of the artists of today, you know, music is wide open with the Internet and YouTube, SoundCloud, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, I come from a tradition of making music, you know, in the studios, two-track machines and You know, SB-1200s and MPCs and digging in the crates. So I just want to keep that tradition of music alive by just being able to make music. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things have changed, but still just being able to make music is what keeps me going and wanting to be able to keep my legacy of what I know to be good hip-hop music going for my era, so
0: to speak. Too because uh, you could sit down And watch an hour's worth of videos On uh, Young TV Raps or, or Rap City or The Box um, You know what I'm saying it, 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 All those names you mentioned Just bring back all those videos and Such a great time in hip hop You know um, and, and it seemed like there was a lot of, Like you said you built bonds over the years That you have to this day You know what I'm saying It was like a, a real camaraderie back then You know Um yeah, definitely the test time.
1: That, that's what we were able to do like I still i talked to Pete Rock I still talk to Premier you know I still talk to Starface Spice 1 you know relationships I have built and sustained over the years and uh But it doesn't discredit, like I said, the new age of hip-hop. You know, I love the new age of hip-hop, working with cats in the new age of hip-hop. Davies, Conway, you know, uh, know, working with cats like Mitchie, working with cats like Cocaine, who come from my era, but still being able to work with new cats as well and work with new producers who can familiarize themselves with the sounds of yesterday. So just having that camaraderie and that's what you get from being able to sustain longevity in your workplace so to speak you know you 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 have peers that respect what you do I respect what they do and like I said in in some cases I'm just a natural fan you know what I'm saying not not to get it confused with being a groupie like my man Cam would say um, but, you know, some of these cats I'm a true fan of, and I respect their music.
0: Absolutely, man. And, and you know, a lot of the guys, you know what I'm saying, that, um, that came up with the game, uh, they were fans as well. I saw a documentary on ZZ Top the other day on Netflix. They got their name, ZZ Top, from uh, ZZ Hill and uh, they were going to call it ZZ King after B.B. Uh, King, but they, they're like, uh, it didn't sound right. The guy's like, well, you got to name it King because he's at the top. That's how they got ZZ Top. But the point is, you know what I'm saying, they paid homage to those before them, you know, um, and that's always a good thing, man, because that keeps hip-hop going, keeps it strong, you know.
1: Exactly. You have to, You you know, That was something my mom always said. My pops always instilled in us. Never forget where you came from. Never uh, pay respect to your elders or people who paved the way. You know, never forget that, that there were people before you who went through a lot of struggle for you to be able to do what you do today. So never forget that. And that's what I do about my era and guys from my era of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Being able to Uh, uh, respect and have relationships or the camaraderie just shows that, you know, we respected cats from our days. And like you said, dudes like that pay homage. You know, we pay homage by mentioning dudes. Like I always may mention a Tupac or easy E in my songs. Or when I do interviews, I always speak on, you know, cats like Toddy key and mix master spade, because that's what I grew up on. That's what paved the way for me. So you gotta, you gotta learn how to do that. Yeah. Yeah, man.
0: And you know, Easy uh, E, um, it, it was crazy just the other day It was like, uh, um, you know, Easy E released uh, uh, Easy Does It on the 13th, I think it was Back in 88 and um, Such a classic album, which stood the test of time When I was talking to The Chill He said you guys were on the video shoot uh, for uh, We Want Easy, I believe It was Easy We Want Easy or Radio Do you remember that?
1: Actually, we were on the set for We Want Easy, and Chill was on the set for Easier Said Than Done. Um, We had a relationship, you know, with with NWA a little bit. You know, we knew Ren, We knew uh, Easy. You know, Chill used to live across the street from somebody uh, that Ren knew real tough, so he was always over there. And uh, we would see him, and he would they he would invite us to the video shoots, to the to the to the to the parties, to the pool parties, to whatever. So, I mean, they looked at us as young cats from Compton, trying to get into the game that they were in, and you know, it was it was just just trying to you know, big brother, little brother type, you know. Uh, we know what y'all trying to do. We know the struggles of it because we're in it and we're trying to, you know, we had struggles ourselves. We going through them. So they they gave us a little shine and we appreciated that because, you know, we looked at them as our big brothers in hip-hop, you know, and we wanted to get in the game and only thing we dreamed about was about getting Compton's most wanted on and being in a position like they were. So, yeah, you know, we you had that from some cats, you know, who knew how the struggle was with the music business, and we all kind of came through the same back door, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I, I could just imagine if you guys had signed with Ruthless, man, that would have been insane. Did you ever think about that? Or talk about that with Easy?
1: Um we came through the back door, like I said. Uh everybody had connections to Lonzo and Unknown in them. Uh we had our first single on Techno Hop. Uh we knew Lonzo and Crew Cut. The Compton compilation was on Lonzo's label. So um um uh fort- unfortunately, um Lonzo, you know, had, you know, they were all a part of, you know, uh, West Coast distribution with McCola. It was Lonzo with Crew Cut. It was Unknown with Techno Hop. And Egyptian Lover had his label, Egyptian Empire. And then there was another label. And uh, Lonzo, basically, when we did the Compton compilation, Unknown was always present. So we got our start going through Techno Hop. Instead of Crew Cut, which unknown in and had his own connections, so we didn't have to go to the NWA route. I mean, had it worked like that, it probably would have been a blessing in disguise as well. But everybody had their own channels, whatever, and that's the channel we went through. And we got signed to Capitol Records right out the gate from doing our first little independent uh, 12 inches, you know, on techno hop. And then once we did that, you know, uh, six, seven months later, we were signed to Capitol.
0: Yeah, that, that's got to be, that's got to make you proud too, that you guys, you know what I'm saying, you guys get it on your own pretty much. I mean, you have people looking out for you, but you, you put in the work, the effort, and it paid off, you know.
1: Yeah, we, um, we did long we did long nights in the studio with DJ Slip, you know, trying to craft C M W, you know, I wrote all the raps, you know, in the beginning, you know, for the first three, four albums I wrote every rap so It it was strenuous trying to keep up and, you know, because like I said, I was still a little knucklehead, wanted to be in the neighborhood and do that. But uh, it, it it was a little strenuous, but it was also, you know, it was also a joy because it was something that we were we were screaming for we were praying for you know late nights in the studio in the garage and late nights trying to create songs and and come up with sounds so people would appreciate from confidence most wanted so it was like a gift and a curse but it all paid off and I wouldn't trade it for nothing
0: yeah yeah absolutely you know uh, after you guys started to blow and stuff um You know, did you, um, did you talk to easy, like, like, did he ever say, like, oh, man, I'm I'm real proud of you guys, and because you guys achieved a lot of success early on.
1: I mean, um, a lot of people used to tell us, you know, uh, good shit, you know, because we were, we were basically, you know, the young cats coming up, so, uh, during the long in our, in our careers are coming up and Count's Most Wanted, us getting a chance to do you know, the Boys in the Hood soundtrack and then me being able to come back and do straight up minutes with Minutes to Society and all that. You know, a lot of dudes uh, gave us that, you know, pat on the back for you know, achieving what we had set out to do because like we were just like everybody else over here. I mean, rap was getting off. You know, it, it was becoming. And a means of getting yourself out the neighborhoods and getting yourself off the street corners or whatever so you know we 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 got that congratulatory pat on the back from a lot of people who thought that it was good for us to be transitioning from doing what we were known to be doing, hanging out and whatever, and trying to make people proud as far as just trying to do what we did as putting music out and trying to represent Compton in the neighborhood, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, you mentioned Menace Society. That that's a uh, you know one of the all time classics, man. When you got the role, A Wax, man. What what was that going through your mind? Were you nervous getting into something different? Um,
1: I really didn't think much of it because I didn't really think they was gonna give me the part at first. So I mean, I read this. I mean, I got the script they they gave me the script i read the lines i seen the character they wanted me to play um i came into a meeting i read for them you know fortunately you know moms you know used to be on my ass so i had to go to school so i knew how to read um they called me back uh hey we want you to come read again i was like man Why are they wasting time? Because they know they're not going to give me this movie. Myself not thinking that I was at that level, you get me? I mean, I put out a few records. I had out, what, uh, It's a Compton thing, Uh, one time gaffled them up. We had a straight checking them out, which I did. Uh, uh, growing up in the hood. We had a few videos out. I think I did another soundtrack, New Jersey Drive or something like that. Who knows? But uh, I really didn't think nothing of it. And then they called me back again and said, we want to get you the part. So excited. You know, I, was, I felt good that I was able to get the role. I mean, but, you know, I was a young cat coming from Compton, still hanging in the hood every day. So it didn't hit me as effectively like it did when that movie actually came out. I mean, because doing the parts in filming just felt like, What I was doing every other day when I was in the neighborhood, we'd hang out, we'd kick it, we'd be at the hood house chilling, you know, somebody come do a drive by or the police bust us or whatever. And so it was sort of the storyline of my day to day life that I was already leading. So it didn't make me nervous or whatever, but when the movie actually came out and I had to watch myself on screen and moms and my sister and, you know, homies going to see it and, and you know, females from school and you know, I, I felt a little weird because, you know, I wasn't used to that that scale of 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 popularity. So it kind of made me feel weird, but I got used to it because, like I said, I considered myself just the local town rapper. You know, even though I had videos on the box and did YoMTV raps and all that, I still looked at myself as I wasn't no Cube or Dre or Easy or LL Cool J or nobody like that. So I was like, hey, I'm just a local town dude. So the popularity caught me a little off guard.
0: What was it like on this set? I mean, you had like a Pooh man on there, too short, uh, you know what I'm saying, all these guys, man. Did you guys have a lot of fun? It was, a,
1: it was a cool scene. I mean, for majority of the shoots, it was me and Lorenz and Tyron and, you know, uh, Vontae and, you know, Allen and Albert, you know, and... and it was it was typical days, I mean, long days and remembering your lines and reshoots and retakes and you know, but in the most part I had been on video sets, like I said. They were actors, they were used to it. Tyron had did some stuff, Lorenz had already came from TV, you know, myself. You know, I done a uh, uh, video. I done twelve hour video shoots. You know, so it it was just a cool atmosphere because it was a lot of more. But I think that the 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 situation or the, or the atmosphere of us shooting and being together and the camaraderie was good. We had fun. We joked. You know, everything wasn't serious. Um, I think it was just some young brothers who was finding a way and not knowing that they, what they were going to stumble on by doing menace to society. So we were all humbled to be there. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. That's another one that withstood the test of time, just like boys in the hood. And like you said, you had a song in that movie, a classic song growing up in the hood. Um, but Menace to Society, you know, that that is just a uh, such a such a raw film, man, and it it's it still holds up to this day. Now Lorenz Tate did a phenomenal job. Uh wasn't Tupac supposed to originally play uh O Dog?
1: No, Tupac was originally supposed to play Sharif. He was supposed okay, to play yeah. Sharif who was played by Von Kay. Um And, you know, unfortunately, you know, everybody knows the situation that happened. You know, Um, it it, it didn't work out because Pac, you know, was very vocal. He was very adamant about wanting to uh, his character, wanting his character to be seen more uh, portrayed in the movie of of why you know there was no explanation to why he was the muslim or why he was the peace brother or so to speak and he felt that with all his other roles his characters and what we were representing that it should be some sort of it should be addressed in the movie why he was a Muslim, or why he wasn't the one who, you know, would do the drive-bys or go out to do the whatever like we were doing, and you out. know, they didn't ha- they didn't want to go through setting up his character of turning Muslim, and he had a problem with that, so he elected not to be in the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he would have done great in that movie too. I mean, I love it the way it is, um, you know. But uh, yeah, I think Lorenz Tate did a great job as well. Um, I mean, you, you really Lorenz, can't go back. And think, uh, I would change this or change that. It's great the way it
1: is. I mean, yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, it turned out perfect. I mean, who who would know? What Pac would have brought to the table had he agreed to play the role of that character, you know, maybe it would have been, you know, bigger than it was, maybe it wouldn't have, you know, but what what transpired and what came out of what was actually put together will always be remembered. And like you said, it's a cult classic. It'll go down in history as one of the good movies that depicts uh, urban life and the pitfalls of, you know, gang environments and, you know, belonging and all that type of shit. So it, it came out, it came out good. I mean, I don't think nobody would change it.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, You know, when I saw you in that film, like, I I thought you you had a natural performance, and and, uh, I was like, okay, man, what's going to be the next project? I didn't see anything, man. Why why didn't you want to do anything else or, or, you know, pursue acting anymore?
1: Basically because I didn't pursue it to begin with. I mean, the Hughes Brothers, who were fans of my music, who listened to my records, thought that I would play a good role. And that's where that came from. It wasn't like I heard they were shooting minutes to society, and I'm like, oh, I'm going down there to try out for the role of AWAX. They thought that I would fit good in the role. After that, I didn't get any calls for anything. I maybe got one call to come down and read for something, and... It didn't fit me. It was on some comical shit, and I didn't want to do it. So after that, I didn't even I didn't pursue it because my first love was hip-hop and making music, and that was it. I didn't want to try to get out of my lane of trying to become this next rap actor or whatever, you know, even though a lot of people said that I should have did it, I should have pursued it, but, you know, I'm one of them cats who are comfortable with the skin I'm in, and it didn't bother me that I didn't get offered anything. I mean, I ended up doing Thicker Than Water with Mac and Fat Joe, and then I ended up doing a little independent film, uh, 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 100 Kilos, about Freeway Rick. But other than that, um, it never... It never made it never sparked my curiosity to go after movie roles and act. I mean, you know, I did it. People appreciated it. I appreciated getting the role, and you know, uh, I respect everyone who thought it was a good thing, who saw it. Who, but I wasn't into it really. That's why. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it, it makes sense, man. Your first love in, in is hip hop you know and you've proved that now this new album uh you know say Lessons, you know uh, we know it's going to be on digital platforms all over the place so it's not going to be hard to find what about uh for for us guys that like the uh, physical copies are you going to uh, drop some CDs too
1: yeah i got CDs being pressed up right now so you can go on my website uh com. And uh, CDs are there. You can order CDs. There's a link in there where you can order CDs. I'm pressing them up because everybody, you know, true, like you said, true hip-hop fans and true connoisseurs of hip-hop, they like physical. They like CDs. You know, they like vinyl. So we might be pressing up some vinyl too because uh, that's one thing I like to do is I like to – uh I like to get the fans you know what they want you know and if they appreciate it and they want CDs or vinyl because they have love for uh that era of hip hop then that's the least we could do is try to provide that And that's something I take pride in, you know, that shows me that there are real true hip hop heads still left in this world who appreciate vinyl or CD or, you know, just as a collector's item, because that's something that they want to have and hold on to. So, yes, we have CDs. Like I said, BlueStampOfficialGear.com is where you can find the CDs. And, yeah, we're pushing them.
0: Yeah, you know, vinyl. outsold CDs for the first time since the '80s, uh, making a hell of a comeback. You know, cassettes
1: oh, too. Cassettes Cass- too. Because I've been, I've been getting people asking about cassettes too. So that's like I said. That's that's that shows me that people are getting into the appreciation and love for the era that was authentic to us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Records and DJs and cassettes walking around with your boombox or the DJ scratching it up on the turntables, you know, and even CDs came in after that. It's still, you know, to be a a thought of of the past. I, I'll appreciate a good CD. You feel me? So I think that's what people are doing now. They're they're getting into the 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 legacy of true hip hop because of what's going on now and the music and the style of music and what's been transpiring. And a lot of people want to have that feel that old school feel good feeling again. You get me?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, la- last time I talked to you, uh, we were talking about how you and uh, Quick you know what I'm saying, ended the, uh, the, the rap feud that you guys had, which was epic. I mean, both of you guys, I wouldn't say it either side won. I thought it was good for hip-hop, but it got, uh, you said it was getting real it was at some point, you know, but you guys were able to squash it after all these years. Is there any talks of, of you guys possibly doing anything in the future again, maybe a, a project or something?
1: I mean, it's always open. I mean, I talk to Quick. I see Quick. I mean, we go to the studio. I run into him all the time. Uh, I got down with him and Problem on the Rose Prince project they put out. I think we did two songs on that project. Uh, everybody loved what we did together, you know. So it's always been talk, uh, trying to collaborate, and that's my thing. You know, I want to be able to collaborate with some of the top dudes from my era who people still got love for. So I'm pretty sure in the future, there'll be something that comes about uh, just to try to extend and keep the love of Compton going and our city and where we from, because we both from that place and, uh, we both put our heart and soul into trying to represent the city as far as our music. So it'll probably be talks about something in the future because he's always working. I'm always working. And as long as we still working, there's always a possibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that's be so dope to, to, uh, to hear that, man. So I remember back in the day I was a kid, I'd be watching the box and whatnot and, I saw uh you know what I'm saying the video you had the cardboard cut out of quick I thought oh shit, man, this is getting real, you know, and I was just a little kid, but it was entertaining, you know um uh it definitely was something man it was one of that was, about, uh that was something that was that was
1: that was something that we had in hip hop though i mean yeah. not only me and quick i mean you had LL and kumo d you and had it, you know. A- I mean, all of the above the law and the lynch mob and Easy and Dre and Cube and Death Row and Bad Boy and, you know, even East Coast dudes had beef with each other. You know, it just transpired that way. I mean, not that we meant for it to go out of hand or people to lose their lives or it to get physical or whatever, but... We always had beef, you know. Uh, KRS and and them had beef with uh, the MC Shan and them, you know. It it, was, it it just went down like that, and it yeah. wasn't a it it wasn't uh you know oh oh we gonna shoot a nigga or we gonna do this or do that, but you know my crew and your crew, you know we gonna break dance against y'all. Yeah, we gonna do whatever. My man gonna spit some lyrics. We going that's how it started. So. You know, that's how beefs, and I think not to say that in a negative form, but beefs was healthy for hip-hop. I love me a good beef on wax back in the days when it was just beef on wax. You know what I'm saying? Let's see who can drop the dope lyrics or who could say this or that or who got the nicest song on their comeback or whatever. So beefs have been around for a while. It's just that with... With 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 music nowadays, it 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 sort of gets out of hand because cats don't. A lot of cats don't know how to take criticism, or they don't know how to take you know a, a, a rap beef or a rap battle for what it is. It turns into shootouts and people losing their lives, and you know disses on on Instagram and all that type of crap now. So, you know, but at one time, you know, it, it was, it was hectic, but it was good for hip hop. If you ask me, not that we were trying to capitalize off of hurting each other, but a good rap battle was always good. If you ask me.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, pre anything, pre Biggie and Pac was, was was real good. You know, the Biggie and Pac are getting serious, you know? Um, but before that it was all fun and games, man. I mean, it
1: was all fun and games. And, I mean it. it got it got deep a little bit, but like you said, it was all fun and games and then you know, unfortunately, you know, we we as young black men and whatever, we started, you know, again, coming from my era, from gangs and coming from the hoods and all that. And when you got dudes like that, you know, coming from the neighborhoods and, you know, they rapping now and they representing their sets and they got money and all that, it's going to get hectic because now rap beefs are turning into personal agendas. And that's what started happening, I think, when when Pac and Biggie got cracking. You know, it went from the typical, you know, yo mama this, yo mama that, or I'm the freshest this, I'm the freshest that, your crew week, you this or that, and it started going into... I'll smoke you and shoot up your whole neighborhood and shit like that. So it it got sidetracked for a minute, but... And and it, and and unfortunately, you know, a lot of the youngsters now in hip hop, you know, they they on attack mode, and like you said, you can't speak on it because you don't know what they've been through. Like I said, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in poverty, you know, trying, you know, doing what I had to do to survive. But you know, once I turned into, you know, once I got into the music business, you know, it kind of you unfortunately know, toned me down a little bit because you got kids and you want to. You want to set yourself in a different light, but you know, I know how it is out there in the streets. When you're young, you got a lot to prove. You got to show people that you ain't that you ain't no punk and that you ain't intimidated by no one. So the first the, the first uh, the first thing come to mind is grab the heat and go show somebody what it is. And a lot of our young artists are, are on that aspect. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, just have to watch what's going on. We just have to watch what's going on, and we just have to try to keep hip-hop authentic and alive and let's not let it turn, you know, because it'll stray away a lot of people like it's starting to do, and we need to keep hip-hop going, you know what I'm saying, because it's something that we crafted way back in the days, even before my time, you know what I'm saying, and it's something that the forefathers of hip-hop, you know, probably didn't see in the past for when they started rocking out in parks and in uh, underground basements and, sh- and shit like that for it to turn into, you know, battle, 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 gun cry, gun cry. So we just have to watch what we do with the with the establishment and with the foundation and trying to keep true hip-hop alive. You know, music is music. It's freedom of expression, and we want people to be able to do that. But you just got to watch where it's headed. That's all.
0: Uh, absolutely. And it's going to keep going in the right direction because of uh, good cats like yourself that are are keeping it going, you know. Um, before you go, Eight, it's been real, but I, I got a homie uh, on the line from France. He's got a couple questions for you, real quick. Um, for sure. DJ Lord Sinister Sin. Are you there, brother?
2: Yes, yes, uh, Hi, Scott. Hi, uh, Lennon, Lennon, um, yes sir. Highest score, higher um MCH. So, um,. Can you tell us about the, the hoot tapes uh, while the Iran the midnight 80s with a chill? And um, how the unknown DJ approach you in uh, 1987? In 1987? Yeah, unknown DJs. <laughs> by
1: the G-
2: and uh, um, about the, the hoot tapes the hood tapes you did back in the day. Can you tell us about this?
1: And about uh, um, the unknown DJ? DJ Unknown. Well, you know, I got I I got started back in um, around that time. Uh, you know, I was banging in the hood, whatever, and I um, started making demo tapes in my homeboy's garage. And Chill was a beatbox, so we would use we we would make tapes in 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 my homeboy's garage on his pool table. We had two turntables. We were rap, Chill would beatbox, whatever. So. At the time, um, we knew uh Easy, you know, uh Toddy T who had the battle ram, mixed master spade, you know. Um, they had local twelve inches, whatever, and then King P had a song called um, You Better Bring a Gun. He had a couple other paybacks and other it was on Techno Hop. Now, like I said before <laughs> All, all these cats had little independent labels, and that's how everybody started making music, because they would sign to the independent label. So Unknown DJ had an independent label called Technohop. We had a few cats on there before. I think uh, Ice T started his records over there. Ice T had uh, Dog in the Wax. He had You Don't Quit. He had Six in the Morning. That was on Techno Hop. Then King T had uh, You Better Bring a Gun, pay Back Some Mother. So Techno Hop was like the, if you want to say, gangster rap independent label. Because uh, cause Lonzo. He was doing Wrecking Crew shit. Okay? So, we basically knew these cats who knew Lonzo. So, we had a demo tape and we all drove to Lonzo's house. Lonzo had a studio on the back of his house. And uh, we all went in there. It was DJ Slip. It was Unknown DJ. And it was Lonzo. So, we just rolled over there with these cats to just, you know, go over there just to see the ambiance. These dudes were singers. They was trying to get a singing deal with Lonzo. We just happened to be there with our demo tape. So they wanted to hear it. We put the tape in. I think I wrote some little crap rap. Who knows what it was about? But they knew we had potential. So Unknown got my number and he called me the next day and he told me he wanted me to come up to the studio whatever and we hooked up with dj slip and that's how we formed compton's most wanted and dj slip they put us in the studio that day and therefore we made uh our first song off the compton compilation which was rhymes too funky and then from there we did a 12 inch on Unknown's label Techno Hop, which was Compton's most wanted first single, and it was called This is Compton and Give It Up, and I Give Up Nothing. And that's how we started our career back in 87, 88 with Techno Hop.
2: Yes, sir. It was the same with uh, DJ Flash, with uh, Michael I. Records, at the same time of electro hip hop, electro funk, at this time.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: oh, sorry.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, we we specialized in our music wasn't typical of other dude like the Dre, the Parliament, whatever. We liked it a lot of funk. Uh, we liked it a lot of old school records that people didn't listen to. Uh, the Meters, uh, Otis Redding type of stuff. Um, Slip was very articulate and digging in the crates, so to speak. He had, he had uh, like a garage full of just records, so... And that's something I used to do, too. I used to, you know, my auntie, they come from Mississippi, blues, funk, whatever. She had a gang of records. So that's where a lot of our sound came from. Uh, A lot of the sound came from just digging through records and trying to find other sounds other than Parliament, George Clinton, and stuff like that. We wanted to go a little deeper. So that's where our sound differed a little bit from N.W.A. when we first started. We like the funk.
0: Yes, sir.
2: Yeah. And this has come to uh Can I tell us about this what was produced by DJ Sleep. And I uh, don't DJ, too. It was a classic.
1: Yes, we did. Good looking, fam. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, on your album, Wickham Strapper, you, you got a classic song with Spice One and Redman, Nothing But a Gangster. Can I tell us about this one? How it was to... Who we
1: call him? um I have been knowing um I knew spice from working with uh him off the Men's to Society movie soundtrack. He was on the soundtrack. Um, And then um, he was signed to Jive Records, which Jive did the soundtrack. So I think Jive brought us in to produce a song for Spice and mix a couple of songs on his album. Um, We did... um, What did we do? We did a murder show. So from there... um, I started working on We Come Strapped off after the Minister Society movie. It was my first record after minutes, So I thought of this song, Nothing But the Gangster, because um, I was a fan of Spice. And then Red Man had just came out. And I had been uh, – I was always a fan of EPMD, always. If you listen to interviews or whatever, every time I grew up listening to EPMD was my favorite, Now, nah, whatever. So – Eric Sermon, uh, I was a fan of whatever, Redman was signed to Columbia. I was also signed to Columbia, but through Sony. So we were both practically label mates. Um I told Epic, where Sony, that I wanted him on the song. I was a fan, blah, blah. He happened to be in California uh, doing a promotional tour for his album he had out. So they told him I wanted him to get on the record. We were at the studio in Hollywood, and he came up to the studio. Simple as that. I played him the beat, told him what the song was about, and he came up with his rap on the spot. And then Spice flew down, I think, like a week later, and that's how we constructed nothing but the gangster. Um, I was supposed to have, I was trying to get uh, Boss on the song also. It was supposed to be me, Spice, uh, Redman, and Boss from Detroit, but she couldn't get on the song because he couldn't get to L.A., so that's why it just ended up being me and Spice and Red. But a lot of people don't know that. Uh, but you'll if you listen to the song, you will hear at the end of Red's verse, he says, Spice, me, and Boss passed the biscuit because we all thought Boss was going to be on the record, but she didn't make it on.
2: Yes, sir. So, uh, do you remember the, the first song gave you motivation for
0: for start to write rhymes? What you say? The first song uh, you remember, um, gave you motivation to uh, start writing rhymes. Like, what was that? That uh, one man,
1: song. Oh um, man! My motivation to start writing. Ugh. I mean, just growing up in the hood, being a fan of hip-hop, uh, I started listening to hip-hop early. I mean, you know, I listened to all the UTFO stuff, all the Roxanne Shante stuff. Uh, I listened to all the Kumo D stuff, Treacherous 3, a lot of stuff like that. So my love for hip-hop made me a fan, and then... But I didn't start writing raps until I heard Toddy T, Mix Master Spade, and Easy e Because even though I was a fan and wanted to get into it, I didn't know how my approach would be because I looked at rap as being New York the Mecca, you get me? And they were rappers. We were gang-banging and shit. Over here. So I didn't know how to go about becoming the rapper and writing until I heard Toddy T easy in them because they put our lifestyle into words gang banging, selling drugs, police brutality, racial profiling, not being able to get a job, coming home from prison, you know, your baby mamas and beef with the enemies. That's what we were living. So that gave me the, the insight to start writing basically about what I saw every day. Because I was 14, 15, running the streets, gang-banging, trying to sell drugs, going to jail every other night for loitering because we was gang-bangers, you know, getting shot at or getting sweated or getting in fights and all that. So I just started writing about that because it's what I knew. And even though... I had the skill to be a regular MC. Like I could have wrote songs like LL, I'm Bad or You know, I'm the freshest on the mic or whatever like that, but it didn't fit the criteria of what we were going through. So I felt that it would be just best to write about Drag New Park. And the gang banging and the dope selling and the police, because then I felt like that would be my way. First of all, it would be my way to represent the neighborhood I was from. Second of all, it would give people an insight on why we gang banging and what we do what we do. So that's what I started writing about, and that's what gave me the insight to come up with songs that I come up with.
0: And Track New Park, now, now, Easy was, was, um, Kelly Park or? Kelly Park. Okay. So, so is that, how far is that in proximity from each other?
1: Basically, Kelly Park was on the east side of Compton. We were on the west side of Compton. So you probably say maybe about two to three miles from each other.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So you guys are right there. Um.
1: I yeah, mean man, everything. Everything was on Alondra. You go down Alondra, you're pro- you're gonna run through half of the Crip gangs in Compton. If you start on the Londra and Atlantic, you're going to go through Atlantic Drive. You're going to go through Kelly Park. You're going to go through Southside Neighborhood. You're going to go through uh, Spooktown, Acacia Block, Farm Dogs, Park Village, wimington Arms, Nutty Block, and then you hit Trag New and then Lantana and then Swamp Tana. Wow. So all that's of those a, gangs are on one main street going down through Compton. Man, and then you go down really Roseclans and there's all the blood gangs.
0: That's uh, I mean, you guys had it guarded down pretty uh pretty safe. I mean, it's you know, it's like in Chicago, you know what I'm saying, um they got gangs that go back to the 40s over there in 30s. You know what I mean? It's like a uh, um the culture, the gang culture, is, is is uh it goes back a long time in this country. People don't understand. It's not new, you know.
1: No, it's not. It's not new, and it's kind of hard for people to understand because, like you said, you can go back to the Al Capone days. They were banging. They just didn't wear rags and bandanas and claim different colors or whatever. But they respected their territories. You couldn't cross territories. You couldn't make money in other territories. And you got killed or you got dealt with. And it just trickled down, and it's what it is. We formed it. You know, Crips and Bloods came from dudes wanting to show their activism for their communities or whatever and stand up for their rights in their communities. And it just transitioned over because, you know, as you grow things get to a different place and fillings and different times and, you know, people die and beef start or whatever, but gangs have been around for forever. Yeah. You know, it's it's nothing new, so it's something that, in my days, is what it is. I grew up in Compton. If I grew up anywhere else, Probably would have been different. If I grew yeah. up anywhere else, I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now. My lifestyle would have probably been totally different. But th- that was the past that happened. You know, wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't that my moms didn't have a good job. My moms had a good job. My father worked for General Motors. I mean, but things happen. You know, it's right outside your front switch. door. I mean, there you. Are. My parents split up. We had to move from one place. Uh, my mom's had to move to another place, and there you go. I was introduced to the world of reality. You get me? You know how people cross that side of the tracks and go, damn, this is going on over here? I would have never thought, And that's what happened. You cross that side of the tracks and then you see the reality of poverty and low income and, and, and racial profiling and gangs and, and people just struggling to get out of hell. So I was introduced that at the age of what, five, six years old and lived it my whole life until I started rapping and got up out of there. Well,
0: and and the beautiful thing is by you getting up out of there, you're able to now coach your son's football or uh, be involved in sports and help kids, you know what I'm saying, not go down that path too. So by you making it out had a trickle-down effect as well. you got to be proud of that.
1: Yeah, it, it, you know, it's just a chance to, you know, it gives him an opportunity, you know, because it's no longer about my me or whatever. It's about him, the next generation. And it was just about trying to give him a chance, not, that, not to say that there aren't brothers that still in the struggle of the neighborhoods who are trying to make positive aspects, you know. Shout out my nigga, rest in peace, Nipsey. We got people like Big U. We got a lot of people who are trying to, you know, the activists right in their home base, which is a great thing too, unfortunately, you know some of us in transitioning times, we had to get out because back in the early back in the eighties and nineties it was hell growing you get me growing up in compton south central watts whatever, so it's just a way to. Get them, get get him to a different point to where he doesn't have to see certain things, and just to give him an opportunity. You know, I, I it was a hard opportunity that I had. You know, I didn't get an opportunity. I had to fight for it. I had to go through gang banging and doing all that jail, and you know, bad shit, and having kids young, and doing. You know, I went through all that. I didn't yeah. want. The kids to have to go through that if I could prevent it. And the way of doing that is sustaining yourself, becoming a grown man, trying to start a business, which I did as far as making records and trying to stack and save money so you'd be able to introduce your kids into a different format than what you had to go through because nobody wants their children to have to go through the struggles that they went through, just like my parents didn't want me to have to go through what they went through as parents and so forth and so on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Man, hats off to you, A. Uh, Man, I could talk to you forever, man. This is uh, one of uh, the dopest interviews I've done. I've been doing this since the 90s. I'm truly humbled, man. Thank you so much. Everybody please go out and get this album You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna be disappointed. We're gonna give you one more track off this album, it's called Count It In. Uh, could you kinda of, uh outro us with this song, let us know about it?
1: Yeah, this is uh, another song off Lessons featuring my boy Dave East, featuring the chill from CMW. It's called corded In. It's just an aspect of trying to take you on a transition of what it, what it was like when dudes had to take that pattern and walk that walk of being involved in being corded in the gangs and thinking that it's no way out or whatever. So we just tried to bring you some old school, from our era music, and that's what this is is corded in Dave East the Chill produced by my boy Hermanada. Gia. Gia, you know what it do? MCA, Blue Stamp, Murder Masters music show. Official Gia.
0: Man, thank you so much, A. You take care and be safe. Everybody please go get that album Lessons and keep supporting MCA. Out of here. And you stay
1: up man, y'all keep it up. y'all stay up, man. Y'all be safe out there. Yeah. Hey homie, you need some love. Hey, homie. Really Rose to this
0: shit. bye him. I die by him.
1: Die by him. Yeah. New stamp of this rolling homie need to pipe down gang banging shit a lifestyle we'll pull up on you right now spit this shit from my soul nothing i write down neck used to be dripping in gold see me in the ice now lost so respect for my plugs ain't bring the price down trying to teach my daughter don't know water then you might drown i'm from the dark trying to get to a place where the light found i ain't in the plan i waiting i need it right now the west side did chuck taylor's we did semblance i can chill with killers and handle business with gentlemen we was rocking Polly Pals, y'all was rocking Pendleton. Watching Ipsy die left me trembling. Shaking in my room, Kyrie not me what's wrong. I really feel about niggas, can't put it in a song. I can't watch your body, catch you at the light and send you home. Murder become a sport once some nigga get in that zone. Real niggas all day long, where you been? You a bitch ass nigga, they never win. All day to shield real From the Share shit, 100 nigga quarter shield. Real niggas all day long, where you been? That bitch ass nigga, and that's real, real shit. All that yeah. Let me take real you back a little bit. From the turf, 100, 100 nigga, Corded in Used to beat tear drops when the homies died. 40 ounce, ounce poured out, out. nigga spray fire. Fold deep in the neighborhood, club whip. Like Parliament on the stereo, mother shit. Nigga bang for the set with a yeah. death date. Cop there, still a hood, high murder rate. Nigga right. fade, right. bitch, seal, got the weapon, cut, seal, bomb first to the jaw, chill, oh, chill. Niggas in the jungle to a being day blue collar, niggas back east. 38 piece in my home, release. They least neighborhood to the death, J yeah, long, you a beast. Use the be fights, nigga, with the fist. Count them where the real niggas do exist. At your own risk, jail yeah, court it in. Drive bys through your block where we came from. stand. Chill, nigga, you off you bitch nigga, they never win. Off anything. 100 nigga courted in, real niggas all day, long. where you been, yeah. you a bitch ass nigga, I ain't never been, all oh, things think they, they chill like in. a physical yeah. 100 nigga courted in, just to get a rap, my stay is kept, yeah. till I die represent the enemy in the sweat. Yeah. mama weps, it's fresh off the step, yeah. underneath front, watch the off-white is kept, yeah. time left, is money running from death, you hood rap bitches flipping like you have, Young Long just chillin', motherfuckers, bro. Cheap talk ass, niggas small, no smoke. Ben Davis and Al Davis was rated up. Ball headed, a tattoo, a braided up. Bob Wide, the CEOs gated up. Mainline, maintain mine, afraid of what? Used to be on the block with a paper cup. 50 in my lap, that's a double up. Thinkin' about some butter, I'ma bubble up. One time's hot, but I don't give a fuck. Bitch ass nigga, they never win. All they did. Real hole again. From the turf 100, nigga, call in. Real niggas all day long, where you been? You a bitch ass, nigga. They never win. All they did, Real whole again. From the turf 100, nigga, caught in. Chill. Yeah. And that's blue stamp official. My nigga chill in the building. My nigga humin' out on the beat. Leave him down low. Davey's cut I don't know what's cracking 2020 bitch We see Ha 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 Chill